Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Small Town World. This is Lee Creech with Kayla Couples. And today we, uh, so Kayla gave us a topic of um, a multi-part topic. Multi-part. Multi-part topic. And um, I put, how could evil exist if God is good? And Kayla named it the problem with evil, which I like. And so I feel like the problem with evil is the essentially the topic that we're, we're going to be covering for several weeks just from a, a couple of different perspectives and yeah. addressing a couple of uh, specific arguments that people have and and not just arguments but I feel like struggles that even people who are Christ followers or maybe you could even just say regular churchgoers really struggle to have a response to that to that question it's a really common uh it's a common thought, and and like you said, even um, even active churchgoers struggle with this thought and have this thought, and um, and it's all you know. Um, we always say uh, there's so many topics about this all the time. Um, uh, why do the good die young? That's a common yeah. thing. Um, why would God allow this? I don't understand why God allowed this to happen to us. What's we've the done, purpose of pain? What's we've the purpose done all of this, suffering? We've done everything God told us to do, and we're still struggling with this struggle, whatever that struggle may be. Right. Um, I've had those thoughts. Uh, I know that people, I can't it's ima- a common thought. thought. I was going to say, I can't imagine any person having experienced any level of suffering or observed any level of what one would consider evil and not had those, even if the thought was fleeting, even mm-hmm. if the thought came in and you feel like you wrestled with it and answered it and, mm-hmm. and felt good in the end, the, the thought is so um, yeah. common yeah, and, and natural, I believe, almost. Yeah, and most of the time for a Christian, we can say, um, I know God has a plan and a purpose. I know God has a plan and a purpose. Yes. And so we can repeat those things to ourselves and move on from it. And um but we're going to discuss today how we answer the non-Christian that asked this question. Yeah, uh, Something you said just a moment ago reminded me of something that I came across in the last few days. And it was this statement that was made was every religion, every worldview has to deal with the problem of evil. And so it mm-hmm. isn't, this isn't just Christian versus atheist. Mm, every right. single human being has those thoughts why does evil exist Mm -hmm. what is what is the purpose why is this happening um and so although we of course are going to be speaking from a a biblical worldview from a a christian perspective um and we i personally and i know that you do as well truly feel like that christianity has the best response Mm. to the problem of evil every human has to deal with the question yeah, uh, one uh, one person that I listened to talked about the moral plumb line, and he said the moral plumb line in the judgment of God still creates an internal morality that it's that assumes the man asking the question is superior to God, mm. um, able to discern morality correctly and rightly, and has the authority to sit in judgment over God. They're not. They're not saying that. They're saying it subconsciously because they're not saying, oh, I'm better than God. But when they question God right. and his authority, um, number one, they're, uh, the existence of that morality yeah. exists because of God. Um, 
But you deny that when you take the authority onto yourself and say, what I reason is better and superior. Yeah. It's got to be, because how could he allow this? Right. If yeah. uh, I, I know that you did say that you had listened to the Frank Turek podcast, I listened right? to two different Frank Turek podcasts. So the one that I, I only listened to one, I think I wrote down... Um, he said, why evil? I think is the name of that if one. If God, why evil? why evil? No, that isn't even the one I listened to. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Sorry. Um, from the podcast, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. And so obviously, if, you, if, you're inter- Frank Turek. if you're interested in this topic, that is a phenomenal resource to go to, yes. go back to that. But yes, if, if God, why evil is the podcast that we listen to. And one of the quotes that he read literally made my heart hurt. Mm-hmm. It was toward the beginning of the podcast and he was reading a, uh, a quote from a man who wrote a book about it he 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 references him several times several times in the podcast in the and podcast. I, I did not write his name Me down either. I, I did I, not it, either i had no intention of ever reading anything that he had written and so it didn't matter to me i've heard his name come up often in various other podcasts that we've listened to but at the yeah. time that i was listening to this it it, it, it wasn't relevant it to what i was listening to it escapes me too I, I know but he, the thing that he said about god literally made my stomach turn do you Uh, remember the part i'm talking about well i do and i will tell you what i did um you can go forward 30 seconds and i just went when he started saying the things i couldn't listen to it i just clicked go forward 30 seconds well i listened (laughs) and like it stayed with me because so basically he just is making you the quote that you just stated about making the this morally um yeah, that was. This is from a different podcast. Right, it but, is Dr. Frank Turk that said it, but it was a different. It was the other one. The other one, but that made me think of that quote of that man standing in judgment, and literally, he called God evil, mm-hmm. maniacal. I mean, I can't even remember all of the horrific names that he called God, and I just. I mean, truly, I was sick at my stomach, and it, it just made my heart hurt that there are people that. Feel that way. Feel that way, but that, that are reading this man's work, and that's the viewpoint that they are viewing mm-hmm. who we know to be is all loving, only good, mm-hmm. no wrong or evil in him, the God mm-hmm. that we serve, and that, that those are the statements that are being made of him. That was mm-hmm. that was pretty difficult for yeah. me, but when you um if you follow, we've talked about him before, the guy that does and I and I Forgive me, I cannot remember his name, but I just remember Red Pen Logic. He's the guy that does yeah. the Red Pen Logic. And so I watch him on YouTube, and he always has videos of the um, opposition. He he has the opposing video, and then he, he does a side-by-side screen, mm-hmm. and he'll do him and then with the other person talking. And that's how I feel 90% of the time when I watch his videos. It's just it's painful to watch and right. listen to what people are saying and what people these are real people and they really have right. these thoughts and they and they just they just hate God. I was praying about it on the way to work this morning because I was truly feeling that as I was thinking back to what those accusations that that man made against God and I thought, Lord, thank you for men like Frank Turek, mm-hmm. people like Elisa Childers, Jay Warner Wallace and um Neil Shinvey. Neil Shinvey that can listen to that and truly formulate and and an an intelligent response to that because I'm so taken aback and so grieved by those kinds of statements that I I know I don't give a reasonable response at times and I think 
thank you, Lord, for those people yeah. that have the, the, the fortitude to be able to, yeah. to delve into that world and, and maintain their... Maintain their composure, maintain their clarity. Their faith. Maintain yeah. their faith. Um, and not have to fast forward through it or yeah. be so grieved or by it. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the statements that Dr. Frank Turek said that I liked was, in reality, evil is an argument for God because objective evil presupposes objective good and objective good requires God. And he made that statement repeatedly throughout that yeah. broadcast of If God, Why Evil? And the point there is that he, he said it several different ways, but one of the ones that just stuck with me was, you can have sunlight without a shadow, but you can't have a shadow without sunlight. Yes. You can have good without evil, but you cannot have evil without good, because yeah. evil is the literal corruption of good. So so that for that, I went back to um, the Got Questions. Yes. So I read a, so I read a really good article and basically that author said that evil is the absence of good it's just like light he said he explained a lot of different scientific he went through several different paragraphs and he did light he did um, matter anyway what he explained was um, you don't have darkness darkness is not a thing light is a thing mm. light, and he said it's the same thing with mm. evil he said Evil is not an actual thing. Evil is the absence of good. And so he explained it pretty scientifically um, through through several different examples that were so, so good. And so I would encourage that the title of that article was, um, I don't know how to say the word correctly. Is it the, it's T-H-E-O-D-I-C-Y. The- the Odyssey or the Odyssey? Because I the came Odyssey? across that same word okay. as well. I didn't. Shimbi uses it. In, I wasn't sure book. how to say it, but um, but that's what he said. That's the title of that article. What is the the Odyssey? We'll say that. Okay. And um, so that's a super good article. Um, just in, I just googled. I think I don't know what I put in for the question. The problem with evil. Why is God evil? Something you know. Right. Yeah. Because honestly, that that is the accusation that we're that we're really mm-hmm, addressing mm-hmm. is that there are people that. It, so we're not even. I mean, I guess you could look at it from an atheist. So many questions. How does God allow evil to exist? Right. Uh, so why not, did God create evil? Or questions. That maybe not even the atheists' viewpoint, because as so many philosophers and theologians have pointed out. That's so contradictory, like mm-hmm. for an atheist to have any kind of argument against evil because they don't believe that there is a good. Mm-hmm. And so what is who who and what are you really objecting to? Mm-hmm. If you are a materialist where you believe that the human body, the human life form is just another form on planet Earth and it's just going to die eventually, how can you possibly make any kind of moral statement? And so mm-hmm. I wouldn't even speak to those people. Right. About what we're talking about. I would speak to those people that make those accusations, the progressive Christian, mm-hmm. um, the the one that believes that there is a God, but that he is not good. That's yes. really my, I think that that's really my heart is to speak to that person, the person that we, that we are probably eating lunch with, the person that we're probably uh, going to family gatherings with, the person mm-hmm. that we probably work with. Maybe even someone that we go to church with. 
that really, truly, deep down does not understand the character and the heart of God when in light of evil. Like mm-hmm. They cannot reconcile the two. If, if you're telling me there's a God, then why do these things happen? That's yeah. really what I feel like needs to be spoken into. That's, mm-hmm. that's the... Um, because I just know people here. I know people yeah. right here in our community that are like, I, I don't, I don't want to go to church. I don't believe in that God stuff. Look at all this bad stuff that happens. Yeah. Why, why would I do that? Right. Or how could you believe in God? You, you know, your wife died. Or how can you believe in God? Don't you know this and this happened? And mm-hmm. that's the person to me that I feel like. I was um, abused my whole life. If, yeah. You know, where was God then? Where was God then? Where was God in my heartache? Where was God in my suffering? Mm-hmm. And. I think that there is an answer for that person. Mm-hmm. The The article uh, on got on got questions, I'm going to read just a, um, just a quick thing. The fact that God did not create evil, um, it was in that in that paragraph. He said evil is not something created or a force outside of God that he cannot control. Then the meaning of those questions becomes very different. Any premise that requires God to have created or formed or generated evil is immediately invalidated. All that is required then is that God allowed it. Yeah. Yeah. And and that may still be something that you and I throughout our life have to have to reconcile. And I think mm-hmm. that goes, gosh, all the way back to our second or third podcast when we were talking about the character of God. Mm-hmm. When you can truly say, I don't understand, but I know God is good. I know that God is all-powerful, and I know that God is Mm all-knowing. I don't understand anything else going on around me, but I know those things to be true about God. Yeah, so I asked the question, you posed the question, uh, is God perfectly good and an all-powerful God? I put yes, and then I have a huge blank space because I really didn't know what else to put. I don't know what to say to that, yes, because I thought, okay, I can go back and reference all kind of Bible verses, but that's biblical support for the Bible. Right. Biblical support for God, so... That's not speaking to somebody that doesn't believe in the Bible. Right. Um, so so answer that question for us. Well, I'm going to go to a quote by, um, it, it was in a quote in one of the things I listened to, but it was a Roman Catholic priest 150 years ago is okay. where this quote came from. If God would concede me his power, if God would concede me his power for 24 hours, you would see how many changes I would make in the world. But if he gave me his wisdom too, I would leave things as they are. Mm. And so for me, um, if God is per- that God can be perfectly good and he can be all powerful um, because he is perfectly good, then I can trust that whatever choices that he makes, they are going to be the right choices. Mm-hmm. Frank Turek also spoke of the ripple effect. Mm, mm-hmm. Did you remember that that yeah, part I wrote of it? it? I wrote that right here. In this I'm gonna section. I'm gonna read a little. I didn't write a great deal, so I'm gonna what spoke to me, and then I'm gonna see what um, what okay. you felt about that. But essentially, Frank Turek speaks of the ripple effect, and in the ripple effect, he says that everything happens, everything that happens right now, is going to affect billions and trillions of other events and many, many people. Mm-hmm. He went on to say... And he used the example of a, a baby dying. If this baby dies, what what would happen? Go ahead. And and, the, and then the ripple effect of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens today ripples forward to affect the future. And another example that he gave was 
even each individual life, each individual mm-hmm. life, it required your parents meeting and getting together, mm-hmm. each of their parents meeting and getting together and having children, each of their sets of parents of the grand, you know, just, just one human life mm-hmm. being born is an example of a ripple effect. And mm-hmm. then he also spoke, um, he, he, he gave them, um, some information about a talk that he was giving and an atheist had began to question him at the end of it about mm-hmm. these very exam, these exact same questions. And he said that a man beside him told a story of a, of a woman um, that had uh, been assaulted and became pregnant due to the assault and chose to keep the child. The child grew up to be a pastor. That pastor led many people to the Lord, had a, ch- a, a you know a faithful growing church and all of that. And in the end, it was that very man that had that w- he was the child. He was, he was the, the child. child that had been right. kept, regardless of the, the, the beginning of the, the you know the situation that caused his life to come about. And Frank Turk just used Dr. Frank Turk just used that just as a quick example of uh, the ripple effect and mm-hmm. how the other point that he made that was meaningful to me was that. We may not know what the ripple effect is. Yeah. And so while we're sitting in the midst of suffering or heartache or in the in the view of what we would call evil, it may be a hundred years, two hundred years, five hundred years in the future before that that ripple yeah. bears itself out yeah. for the good that God allowed it for. Right. And for Especially today, especially today when I want to know what's going on right now. I want to know my answer to my question. I'm going to Google it. Something better pop up pretty quick or I'm fixing to Google something different. Because we're an instant society and we're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. And because, I mean, that, not that these things haven't always been around. I think these kinds of questions and problems, have, but they have, they're certainly exacerbated right now because of our, that being an instant society, but also because of our lack of suffering. Uh-huh. Has, has we just don't view suffering the same way our grandparents did and right. our great grandparents did right. and people in other countries do mm-hmm. and you know we can we can say that and I I can't even say that's my fault I didn't choose to be born here but it is a reality that I have to deal with yeah it is a reality now um, I, I was talking to somebody today about the 20 something generation right now and they have never had to experience uh, difficulties and so when they are faced with difficulties I I gave two different examples of two different people who don't know each other and they're both going through something right now and they literally are having mental and it's really mental anguish because they are having to deal with simple very very simple not life-altering things these are things that are two and three day problems that are going to resolve themselves but they're in such mental anguish over that that they don't know how to function right through those, they can't, you know, just functioning through simple life, normal life activities that you have to go through as an adult, transitioning into an adult. Right. And I, I feel like that's almost like a, like we could even spend, we could spend some time talking about that. And that might as be a something separate issue that, that we want to consider later on because it truly is, um, it's, it's a phenomenon that we're seeing yes. because of, of the instantaneous gratification of the celebrate everybody for everything they do let me let me save my child from suffering any Anything. possible 
anything. Struggle because they shouldn't have to go through that. Well, yeah, they really probably should need to go through that. Right. Right. Uh, I want to... What was, what was your... Uh, what spoke to you about the ripple effect? Okay. Well, I put... Uh, I just made one little sentence about, about that. Um, recognize that God always has a reason and that there is a big picture and that he is all wise. And then I put the ripple effect. Basically, I was just going to talk about everything that you just said. Yeah. And um, and then down here in this little section, um, in his time and his perfect will, he will vanquish Satan and eliminate evil. To eliminate all evil right now would also eliminate all of humanity right now because yes. we are all evil. And that's a point that Dr. Frank Turek made during that podcast. And I picked that out. And actually, that was, was that in the one? That you listened to something like that was because he he said I, that he asked the gentleman if if you want God to get rid of all of evil are yeah, you are you right. ready for okay. him to get rid I of I couldn't you? remember which one it was in okay so it was in that yeah. one yeah yeah are you ready to die today yeah. because at twelve if 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 the world stops if evil stops at twelve o'clock midnight at twelve o one you won't be here any longer right right and that would and he said and that will be the same for, for everyone for everyone of us, yeah because we're all evil to speak to that. Uh, uh, I'm reading another book, and it, it's more of a, um, it's basically like an apologetics, like devotion. It's just a short little um, snippet about specific topics. And so uh, Ron Rhodes is that author's name. And he said, the fact that God has not defeated evil today, meaning God has not put it in its place, does not mean he is not eliminating it in the future. Right. It is going to be eliminated. That's we right. have that promise in right. scripture that evil will not continue yeah. Another uh, thing that I had written was that evil is a parasite of a good thing. Mm-hmm. And eventually that parasite is going to be eliminated. Mm-hmm. And so just yeah. because we are in the midst of hardship today does not mean that we're going to stay there. Yeah. Why wouldn't a perfectly, I wrote that question, why wouldn't a perfectly good God eliminate all evil from the world? I wrote that before I listened to that podcast, <laughs> and so I put his answer down here. But I put to myself, the short answer is that he will eliminate evil Yeah, in his time. And I feel like as we get toward the end of this, however many part series this ends up being, I, I really want to spend some time talking about that a little bit more. I really want to talk about God's solution to evil because ultimately there is a solution there is a solution and so just stay with us over the course of these next few weeks because that uh, we will we will wrap up these talks with that kind of to culmination the fact that there is a solution so i've been reading um neil dr neil shinvey's book uh why believe and i read the first few chapters and it was like Oh, this is so good. This is so good. And then he gets um, into some scientific things about Mm -hmm. a defense of our faith. And I felt like an absolute idiot (laughs) because I was having to read and reread and reread to try to understand. But I pushed through it and I kept going. But you could hit fast forward 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) there was 30 seconds through it. No, I'm joking. She's got her actual book. But I, I think what, what got me when I first started reading is that he, um, he quotes C.S. Lewis yeah. throughout the book. And actually, his, he was given a copy of Mere Christianity on his yeah. college campus. And Frank Turek referenced, uh, I was going to pull that quote, but I didn't. But, yes, okay. they both. Actually, I've listened to several people over the last few days. And I think that one of the reasons that C.S. Lewis's name comes up so often 
in the this particular vein is because he was an atheist. He mm-hmm. claimed himself to be an atheist. And what's so interesting is that this very question is, yeah. the que- is one of the questions that brought him to Christ. Right. Because he was wrestling with this that very question. How can a just God allow all of this injustice? And his... Um, he, he's been an, he's an intelligent human from the time that he was born, pretty much. And so he just came to this realization, obviously by the power of the Holy Spirit, but he came to this realization that there couldn't be this evil that I'm struggling with if there was not also a good. A good. And so that really kind of prompted him on his journey to find out what is the good. And what is the true good. What is the true good. Yeah. And praise God he found Christ because yeah. we have so much... Um, clear, like, um, gosh, I don't even, how, how would you describe his, his presentation uh, of the gospel? Yeah. Down to earth wisdom. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Very down to earth wisdom. This is relatable the, wisdom. Relatable. I, this is the quote. I'm going to read it because it's so much better than anything I just tried to say a moment ago. So this is C.S. Lewis as he writes about his own experience as an atheist. My argument against God was that the universe seemed so cruel and unjust But how had I got this idea of just or unjust? A man does not call a line crooked unless he has some idea of a straight line. What was I comparing this universe with when I called it unjust? Of course, I could have given up my idea of justice by saying it was nothing but a private idea of my own. But if I did that, then my argument against God collapsed too. For the argument depended on saying that the world was really unjust not simply that it did not happen to please my own, my private fancies. His point being that this evil that I'm seeing exists because there is a good God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where's the part where he says man? Oh, yeah. So another another uh, Frank Turek, Dr. Frank Turek quote. There is no standard of right without God. Without the existence of God, life would be man versus man. Mm. So the standard would be man's opinion versus another man's opinion. Um, There has to be what C.S. Lewis just said. And so here we are today with that reality, man's Mm. opinion versus man's opinion. Right. And so everything is an argument. Mm but I, I've also read over the last few weeks, and it's just really, it just seems to be highlighted in all the things that I've read, that that's so inconsistent because so many of the arguments fold upon themselves mm-hmm. because they are depending upon some imaginary justice to support their, their thinking exactly. instead of saying... I would rather them say, none of it matters. I would rather them be a nihilist. None of it matters. Right. We're going to live, we're going to die, and it's going to be over. Yeah. Don't try to make some kind of moral statement against me. Right. Because you don't believe in morality. Well, if you don't believe in morality, then I can do and say whatever I want, and you have no no right to speak to me about it. Because then we're in the place of objective truth. Right. Yeah. Subjective. Like we have no... Yeah, we have no... There is no objective truth. There is no objective. We, We can do and say whatever we wanted. Yeah. One of the last points that I want to consider before um, we kind of wrap up is that 
I think you might have spoken to it earlier in the podcast about the purpose, mm-hmm. understanding that there's a purpose. And so we have one of those purposes of life in Scripture. And um, so God created the universe for His glory, that is, for the display of His supreme, breathtaking love and perfect holiness. And that's a quote from Why Believe by Neil Shinvey. The scripture reference that he gave is God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so the purpose is that God receive the glory. And so if we can keep a couple of things in perspective as we are dealing with these questions, either in our own heart or in response to someone else, Mm -hmm. God is good. He's always good. He is all powerful and he's all knowing. That never changes. He never falters in that. There is no element of evil in him. He didn't create evil. We never have to question his motives. He is completely perfect. Mm -hmm. And then keep in perspective that we are created for his glory. So when you keep all of those things in mind, I asked this question after I read that. Can God be glorified if we don't recognize our sin condition? And the answer is that he cannot. Because it is in that recognition of our sin condition that then we cry out to a perfect and holy God, save me. Mm-hmm. I need you. I cannot save myself. And so for me, one of the answers to this question is that without evil, I can't recognize good. That, that, that crooked line doesn't mean anything to me in, until I know what a straight line is. Right. And so in order for us to truly see the depraved state of who we are without God. There has to be. There has to be that element. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is. It is a reflection of the evil that we are. It is right. a reflection of the sinners that we are. Right. Without God. It is the very absence of God in us. Yes. Yes. It is the very absence of God in us. And when we can say that I know God is everything he says he is, then I can begin to reconcile this evil that I'm seeing around me. Yeah. Well, our time is up for today, and we just thank you guys so much for joining us. And um, we are going to continue on this journey for the next couple of weeks, and we hope y'all will stick with us. And thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.